The King's Castle is getting a major makeover. That's next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. And by the way, we are at 492 subscribers. So, um, hey, Kings fans, how about we get that by get that up to 500 by the end of the week? Can we get eight more subscribes? From Kings fans out there, that would be awesome. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. Uh, I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years, and going at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick reporter, and NHL analyst. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and most importantly for you, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are 48 days away from the LA Kings home opener, season opener on October 11th against the Vegas Golden Knights. We are going to keep the countdown going. Also just 24 days away from the 2022 rookie faceoff in San Jose, where the LA Kings will be taking part in a three-day event against five other Western Conference opponents, LA rookies uh, taking part, that is. Uh, So we're also looking forward to that. Uh, So we have some major news involving the LA Kings, and most people think that crypto.com arena formerly staples center is a lakers arena and yes the lakers do play their home games there the clippers do as well Uh, at the moment they are building themselves a new arena but uh crypto.com arena is actually home of the la kings in more ways than one it is actually owned by the group that owns the LA Kings. That's AEG, the Anschutz Entertainment Group. So more than anything, it's actually the LA Kings building. The Lakers and the Clippers are actually tenants there. Uh, Partners, I guess they would probably prefer to call it. But like I said, Crypto.com Arena is really the home of the LA Kings. Uh, The Clippers are eventually moving to their own building in Inglewood. Will the Lakers eventually move into their own building? It's a possibility. Of course, if they do that, then they don't have to share that money with anyone else. Um, But uh, that remains to be seen. For now, the Lakers are there. The Clippers are there, although they're going to be moving. And then, of course, the LA Kings are are there as well. And there was major news uh, announced yesterday uh, involving the 23-year-old arena. Uh, There is currently going on right now and will be going on for the next year plus uh, major multi-million dollar renovations going on, not only to Crypto.com Arena. I know we're still getting used to saying that, but that's what it's going to be for a while, we think, so we might as well get used to it, uh, as well as the uh, the LA Live and the Xbox Plaza area, which is across the street. There's news on that street, by the way, because it's, it's going away. Um, but again, multi-million dollar renovations going on in and around Crypto.com Arena, um, it's scheduled to be completed in the fall of 2024, um, and uh, it looks pretty impressive. If you've seen any of the the uh, animations of this or any of the renderings, and we've got some pictures. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to share with you here. And for those of you that are not watching on YouTube, I will explain uh, what the pictures are that we're going to put up. Uh, but a lot of interesting things are going on. 
to uh, renovate and upgrade Crypto.com Arena. That should make it a more enjoyable uh, experience for us as Kings fans to go to and attend uh, events there, as well as, of course, concerts. And and if you're a Laker or Clippers fan, you go to games too, okay. Uh, but this obviously is about uh, mostly about the LA Kings. But some of the things they're doing are, you know, kind of the the things you would expect them to do, right? Uh, they're going to put in a new sound system. They're going to, you know, just make things look more aesthetically pleasing, um, upgrading uh, different parts of the arena, you know, concessions, things like that. All that stuff is pretty typical of any arena that doesn't upgrade. Some of the things, though, specifically with what they're doing for Crypto.com uh, are pretty interesting. And one of them uh, that I'm kind of excited about is, as I mentioned, the outdoor area. Now, uh, that street um, that runs in between crypto.com arena and the LA live area uh, is called Chick Hearn court. Um, they are going to get rid of that street. It will no longer be a street. They're going to expand the plaza area to include all of that area that the street is um, from crypto.com over to LA live. Um, now, normally if you go to a Kings game and I'm assuming it's the same for a Lakers or Clippers game, quite frankly, I've never gone to a Lakers or Clippers game. Uh, at uh, the former Staples Center. Um, but they, it, for Kings games, they shut that street down and there's no traffic being used there, uh, which is a, obviously a good idea. Um, but now they're just going to kind of take it to the next step. And I'm going to show a picture, again, if you're watching on YouTube of what this is going to look like. This is courtesy of uh, AEG. Uh, and so um, you can see on here, and I'll explain it to you if you're, if you're just listening on the podcast uh, like I said, they're basically just expanding that whole plaza to include the entire street as well. They're going to line it apparently with with a bunch of palm trees, uh, and they're going to set up all kinds of different booths and things. Uh, so they're kind of making that in between street area. Well, it's just it's just kind of going away. They're just expanding the plaza there, uh, in between the arena and the LA Live area. So that's very intriguing. Uh, certainly very cool. It, it's kind of what they've been doing in a way anyway, but now they're kind of officially doing it as far as getting rid of the asphalt. There's no street there anymore. They're not going to allow any traffic to go through there anymore. Um, so that's a pretty cool renovation that they're doing. And, and by the way, if you want to see this and you're not watching the YouTube channel, uh, you could go to the LA, LA Kings website, lakings.com. Uh, the LA Times, if you could find it, it's kind of hard to find, has an article about this. Maybe you could do a Google search on it. Uh, and they've got some renderings and some animations there as well as to what that uh, opening plaza area is uh, actually going to look like. So that's certainly very interesting. Another thing I found really interesting is that they're basically going to knock out uh, a wall, an, out, an outer wall of the crypto.com arena and make it to where you can go out and see, uh, I guess, in some ways, the skyline, although I don't know that that direction of the arena is actually the skyline, but We've seen this in a lot of football stadiums. I know if you've ever seen uh, the Oakland Raiders stadium in, in Las Vegas, they have one end of it is basically glass and you can see out into the Las Vegas strip. Uh, there are some other football stadiums that have this as well. I believe in Minnesota for the Vikings, they have this where you can see the skyline. You can see the city line in the background. One end of the arena is open. I, I think they might have this in, in um, Detroit and Indianapolis as well. It's kind of a new thing that they're doing. Um, you know, they, they started this in baseball, um, where places like Pittsburgh and St. Louis, they would make the outfield kind of behind the backdrop of the outfield would be the skyline of the city. And in some places it's really breathtaking and looks amazing. And so the Kings are kind of drawing on that as well. And I'll throw up a picture of what this looks like again, if you're watching on YouTube, um, 
but that the end of the arena where we have the championship banners and we have the retired numbers, uh, they're basically going to knock that back wall out. And they're, they're if if they're playing a day game, that you could actually see sunlight shining through as well. Um, but apparently that area is going to be kind of a food area, a, a recreational area where fans can go eat food, watch the games, and can kind of walk in and out of this little plaza area where you can also look out uh, onto you know the street and and the surrounding area as well. So that's pretty interesting, uh, a thing that they're trying to do to uh, give you a different feel uh, at Crypto.com Arena. So that's that's very interesting as well. Um, some of the other things they're doing, um, I, I know that this is also something they've taken from some other arenas. I know in Edmonton they have this at uh, Rogers. There's, there's a Rogers place and there's a Rogers Arena uh, in Canada, and I get them confused. But anyway, the home of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, and I've seen, I think actually they have this at SoFi Stadium for the Rams and the Chargers. There's an area where fans can gather uh, and you can actually see the teams walking from the locker room onto the field or in this case the ice for the LA Kings. So we know that area where the Kings come come through onto the ice, that corner area of, of the arena. Uh, they're going to make it now to where fans can be on each side of that area. And there's going to be, I, I assume, like suites and places where people could eat and hang out uh, and also see the get, get a little bit more up close with the team as they uh, as they walk out uh, into the uh, to the ice surface for warm up and for the game and in between periods. So that's pretty cool. I, I've seen I know again, I know the Edmund Edmonton Oilers have this. I'm not sure what other teams might have this, but it, it is something that the Kings are taking from some other teams that are doing this. I know they say they're going to redo the Impact Sports Bar and Grill that is down there on the lower level. It's been a few different things over the years. It seems like they can't really decide what they want it to be, but apparently they're going to redo that. It's that um, kind of restaurant area that is in between um, the uh, Team LA store and then also where the Gretzky statue is. If you go into Staples Center, they're apparently redoing that. Um, and, and you know, a lot of other things, like I said, um, with the concessions and and just making things a little bit um, nicer there, there, and there's another uh, part that I believe it looks out over LA Live. It's an outdoor area. Um, I know sometimes uh, the the TV Valley uh, Sports is set up out there, and they'll do like their in between intermission things. Sometimes it's out there. I'll throw up another picture of this as well. But they're going to apparently expand this and make this look uh, a little bit nicer as well. It's more of just like an outdoor eating and drinking area, more tables and more different uh, areas upgraded to where you can kind of you know, in between periods or pregame, I'm not sure about postgame, you can go out there and eat and drink and and kind of hang out as well. So some pretty cool things are doing uh, with Crypto.com Arena. Um, and, uh, you know, there are going to be, let's be honest, there are going to be a lot of things that they are doing that uh, most of us will not be privileged to. And I'm I'm including myself into this. I'm, I'm just a regular Kings fan like you. I, I I've had season tickets before. I, I've never sat in a luxury suite to watch a game. Um, I've been, I've sat in one luxury suite in my life uh, and that was for a tool concert uh, back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, for, for, for Kings games, I'm usually either in the 300 section up high or every once in a while I'll get a, get a, get a seat down low, maybe for special occasions. Usually I like to sit up high. If I'm not in the press box, I am a working member of the media. You can see my, press credential here uh, over my shoulder. Um, and I've, I've been in the press box for, for many, many times and, and that will continue. Um, but there, you know, look, the, the people who spend the major money 
our corporations, our sweet holders, and the kings are obviously looking to take care of the people that spend the most money. It makes sense. And so they're going to do all kinds of upgrades to the suites, um, all kinds of upgrades to the luxury boxes and all those types of things. There's certain clubs they have down below um, that season seat members, certain uh, suite uh, members can can access that most of us can. If you go buy a ticket in the 300s, you're not going to be able to to go to these areas. Um, but they're going to do a lot of upgrades with that as well. But it's an overall upgrade. They're going to have, uh, I believe, at each end of the arena up high in the corner will be a couple of new, new Jumbotrons as well, uh, in addition to what we see over the ice. So that's very cool. So I assume they're also going to, for the players, they'll be upgrading the, the locker room areas as well. So, I mean, look, the multi-million dollar uh, uh, renovations going on at Crypto.com Arena. Uh, if you don't remember the details of it, um, Crypto.com entered a partnership with AEG, 20-year, $700 million deal to uh, be the corporate sponsorship for that uh, venue. That's obviously quite a lot of money. Now, I don't know the details of it, how much of that money has been uh, given up front. I also am not all that uh, you know versed on cryptocurrency and how stable that is or not. Um, you know, if I'm the kings, I'd like to have a lot of that money up front as much as I can uh, in case this doesn't work out. Because again, cryptocurrency seems like something that could be a little bit risky. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that in any way, shape or form. But again, 20 year naming rights deal, $700 million. So the kings have an AEG more specifically have a lot of money to upgrade uh, the arena. And, you know, why are they doing this? What, what's the, what's kind of the purpose of doing this? Well, I mean, you know, it's going to sporting events now is not just about going to sporting events. Um, it's also about an experience for a fan, right? And if you look around, I mentioned the Clippers are getting their new building. It's supposed to be very nice in Inglewood already in Inglewood. You have SoFi stadium, home of the Rams and the chargers. Uh, my wife is a charger season ticket holder. I've been to that uh, facility a number of times. It's pretty breathtaking. It's, you know, the most amazing uh, venue I've ever seen uh, a sporting event in. It's really nice. And so, you know, Staples Center is now competing with these with these places. I mean, the L.A. marketplace is obviously incredibly competitive for dollars for sports fans. You've got a lot of different uh, options. I mean, if you're if you're a hockey fan, you're a hockey fan. Um, But, you know, look, there's there's USC, there's the Dodgers, there's the Lakers and Clippers and Kings and two soccer teams. I mean, there's a lot of options as a sports fan and that means competition as well for all these organizations and so you know they've got to try and make staples center a state-of-the-art venue even though it's uh, over a couple of decades old and so with this this is this is what they are doing to try and keep up with the other uh, organizations in town and uh, be able to compete for your for your dollar as a, a sports fan so that's what's going on um, at crypto.com arena uh, look excited to see how it goes. It's going to be ongoing. Like I said, um, for a while, uh, it's not supposed to be completed until the following season. Um, so they claim that while the construction is going on, it will not impede with your experience, uh, attending Kings games, Lakers games, Clippers games, co- concerts. Now, while that stuff is going on, um, we'll have to see if that's, if that's the case or not, but they are claiming that it's, uh, it's not going to be anything that's going to take away from your experience as a fan uh, in the moment. Hey, I do want to uh, remind you, if you are hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and if you become too many, 
the evening comes to an end and people start to head out and you think about calling a ride, but now you live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's not a big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And if so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now to look for impaired drivers on the roads and to save lives. So if you're thinking, if you think you're okay to drive drunk, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. By the way, just kind of keeping on the theme of Staples Center, Crypto.com Arena. Um, I know there was a lot of uproar on social media about the name change. And I also know that social media is basically just a place for people to complain and gripe and bitch. Um, and that's okay, I guess. But um, I got to say, I personally have no problem with the new name with crypto.com. Uh, I mean, it's not like Staples Center was some awesome name and they're changing it. Or it's not like it was, you know, it's not like changing Dodger Stadium or the Coliseum to something else, to some just co random corporate name of some bank or some insurance company or something. Uh, so I really don't have a problem with it. I know it takes a while to get used to, um, and people usually don't like change. And I'm, I'm usually amongst those type of people as well. But you know, like I said, Staples Center wasn't like this cool name. It was just what we're used to. It was the original name of it. And so that's what we're used to. We, we, we just want to, we don't want to change things up. So I, I get that, but I mean, you know, did people ever call it the stapler? I, uh, I don't, I don't know. Did they call it that? Uh, that's pretty lame. I mean, maybe it's, it's the crypt now and that's a little bit cooler, I guess, where, where opponents go to die or something dumb. Like, I don't know, but, uh, I, I have no problem with it. It doesn't bother me one bit. Um, it is one of the, it is kind of a lame thing that is a part of, of modern sports these days. And that, um, you know, we have these corporate sponsorships for arenas and sometimes they last a long time and sometimes they change quite frequently depending on on the situation. Uh, and sometimes you can't keep track of it. Honestly, there are some teams that have gone through three or four different name changes and you're just like, what is it called now? What is that? Uh, it's, it's, it's a little odd and it's a little unusual. But again, you certainly understand why uh, organizations, ownerships, groups, why they do this. Again, $700 million to put your name on the arena and to call it that in your press releases and things like that. Yeah. Sign me up for that. If you want to name my house, you know, the Wiener Schnitzel Dome or something, uh, you're going to pay me a million dollars. Hell I'll, 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 I'll dress up in a hot dog suit. If you want me to, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm signing up for that. Yes, please. I, I will. I will absolutely uh, do that. So I totally get it. Um, and I also get, you know, change people don't like change. But I don't. I don't know that there's anything. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's it's that big a deal. There are some. There are some weird arena names out there. I know there's the. Uh, I think one of my favorites is the KFC Yum Center, which is in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where uh, I think University of Louisville plays their basketball games. Sacramento used to be. I think it used to be like the Sleep Train arena uh i think new orleans is like smoothie king center or something there are some funny ones and there are some lame ones but uh crypto.com i'm okay with it and uh, i am looking forward to uh to all the upgrades they're going to be doing uh to the arena 
Uh, hey, but real quick, we're going to play uh, Name That King. We didn't play it last week, so we're going to play it this week. But real quick, if you want to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to BetOnline or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So I mentioned we didn't do this last week, so uh, I wanted to be able to do it uh, this week because we have time. And uh, it is in another edition of Name That King. If you are unfamiliar with this, it's uh, I give out information and clues about a former Kings player and you try to guess who it is. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm working on maybe having some prizes and some giveaways associated with this. We'll see. Maybe something to look forward to in the future. But uh, if, you, if you don't know this player, if I, if I give out all these details about this player at the end of the day, you don't know who it is. Well, then maybe you've learned something a little bit today. Uh, So sit back, relax, listen to the clues, and see if you can figure out who this former L.A. Kings player is. All right, here we go. Uh, This former L.A. King was born in Trail, British Columbia, August the 23rd, 1964. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Uh, Just for fun, I saw this uh, fun fact. Uh, This uh, this guy played in the Little League World Series, uh, which is going on right now. Uh, played for Canada in the Little League World Series back in 1976. He was drafted by the Hartford Whalers, 88th overall in 1982 after a stellar junior career. He had 108 goals and 192 points in one season for the Brandon Wheat Kings. That's insane. Uh, After playing parts of seven seasons with the Whalers, uh, this former LA King was traded to the New York Islanders, where he played for parts of five seasons. Then one season with the Rangers, and then he joined the LA Kings for the 1995-96 season, where he would spend the next four years. He would then join the Atlanta Thrashers for parts of two seasons, and finally a handful of games with the St. Louis Blues before eventually calling it career. He was a two-time 40-goal scorer in the NHL, ended up with 408 goals and 490 assists for 898 career points in 1,258 NHL games spanning 18 seasons. He is still a very uh, much a part of, of hockey these days. Uh, matter of fact, he is married to the Vancouver Canucks assistant general manager. Uh, this guy is now a longtime NHL broadcaster. Uh, most recently, he has been the lead analyst for ESPN's hockey coverage. Uh, he, I mentioned his wife. His wife used to work for the LA Kings for one year in 1998. She was a radio analyst. For the LA Kings. His wife is a Hall of Fame hockey player uh, right now. Uh, this guy has the nickname Chicken Parm. Have you figured it out yet? Uh, I would think most of you maybe have at this point. Uh, his wife's name is Cami Granado of the famous hockey playing Granado family. Uh, and this, uh, this former King also is, I believe, the voice of the uh, EA Sports NHL video game, which is very popular. I believe he's still doing that as well. Uh, have you figured it out yet? Uh, can you name that king? Uh, the answer is Ray Ferraro, former LA King for four seasons, did not play on a lot of good LA Kings teams, unfortunately, but uh, I, I think he remembers his his time in Los Angeles pretty fondly because, again, he met his wife here in Los Angeles and is now, again, one of the leading hockey analysts in the NHL working for ESPN, former LA King. Ray Ferraro. Hope you uh, were able to get that. If not, maybe you learned 
you learned something today. Uh, we wrap up today's show by letting you know what's coming up tomorrow. We are scheduled to have a special guest. Uh, we're going to talk with Locked On Wild host Seth Topol and get an in-depth look and analysis at former Minnesota Wild, now Los Angeles King forward Kevin Fiala. We're going to find out from Seth all about Kevin Fiala and uh, what he did while he's in Minnesota and how he feels about the trade between the Minnesota Wild and the LA Kings. Uh, by the way, I did see this. I wanted to pass it along and say thank you to you guys um, that the Locked on Kings YouTube channel ranked seventh amongst all Locked on NHL shows that are on YouTube. So that's cool. We're in the top 10. So thank you very much for that. I do want to remind you to keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings. Please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. If you would like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts about the show or anything else involving the Kings, um, you can send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We are going to have an email segment uh, coming up on Friday's show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I uh, want to thank you again for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. That's Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. As always, thank you so much for, for listening and for watching to Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia reminding you as always, go Kings go.